We welcome you to White House First United Methodist Church. So glad that you have taken the time to join us today. Do want to mention something hadn't shared on this uh, podcast, but uh, we are going to be having a blood drive at the church on June the 5th. And it is not too late to sign up to give a donation. You can show up without a, uh, a, an appointment, but you may have to wait a while. Uh, but you can go to Blood Red Cross's uh, uh, website and be able to schedule that. Just put in the uh, zip code uh, and find the one that is at White House, and it's from 1 to 7. So would encourage you to do that if you haven't already done so. But we are going to get started with our podcast now. Again, what a joy it is to have you. And let's go to our Lord in prayer at this time. Lord God, I thank you so much for today. Lord, as we go through this very special weekend with Memorial Day, I pray, God, that you will help this time to be a reminder. A reminder of our freedom. Grateful for the ones that gave us that freedom. But also on this weekend, it is a very special day in the life of the church with it being Pentecost. Lord, I pray that as we spend this time together that your Holy Spirit will come and rest upon us just as it did all those years ago in that upper room there in Jerusalem. Lord, we love you and we thank you. And we pray these things in your son's precious and holy name. Amen.
So today our text that we're going to spend our time on is going to be from Acts chapter 2. We're going to look at verses 1 through 21. So as we think about the insects that we see, there are a couple that come to mind that aren't as prevalent as they once were. The first one is the cicadas. You may not hear them near as much as you once did. They don't seem to harm anything, but they could definitely be heard. The other insect that we don't see or hear near as much, we don't hear this one either, uh, but it's the fireflies or lightning bugs. They don't make a sound, but they sure do light up a sky. They're a fond memory many of us have from warm summer evenings in childhood. Their cheery glow drew our attention, and some of us even captured a few of these tiny creatures in a jar. Any of you ever done that? Whether you called them fireflies, lightning bugs, or glow worms, we saw their tiny lights as one of the marks of summertime. So now let me ask you, when did you last see a bunch of those lightning bugs? Probably hadn't thought about that for a while, but now that it's brought up, chances are your answer is something like, it's been a while, or not as many as I used to see. And that's not because we've become less observant. While there's no way to tag and count insect populations, experts think that these lightning bugs are dwindling quite a bit over the last several years. Why, you might ask? Well, there's some that think that it's because towns and homes are popping up more and more than in the past and it's taking away their habitat. But there's other people that have done some research on this subject that came up with another probable cause. And they concluded that it is the spread of artificial light. The glowing fireflies or lightning bugs that we do see, some may not have heard this, but they are the males of the species. And they use their flashing light to attract the females. And actually, the females spend most of their time on the ground and don't flash. Maybe you learned something this morning that you didn't already know. But researchers are suspecting that because of all the artificial light around, it's interfering with the mating ritual. And thus, they're not reproducing as much as before. Remembering their cheery lights from warm summer evenings in our childhood, we hope that they'll still be around for many generations to come. But it does appear that it's going to be in smaller numbers. So what in the world does lightning bugs have to do with this sermon? Oh, if you'll stay with me, it's a dandy of a connection as we're going to see in this scripture. 
And with that connection and something that the Lord revealed to me this past Thursday in another fond outside memory, the Lord wants us to ponder the question that's on the title of this podcast. And it is the question, is the fire going out? So hear now this scripture from Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 21. When Pentecost Day arrived, they were all together in one place. Suddenly a sound from heaven like the howling of a fierce wind filled the entire house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be individual flames of fire alighting on each one of them. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages as the Spirit enabled them to speak. There were pious Jews from every nation under heaven living in Jerusalem. And when they heard this sound, a crowd gathered. They were mystified because everyone heard them speaking in their native languages. They were surprised and amazed, saying, Look, aren't all these people who are speaking Galileans, every one of them? How then can each of us hear them speaking in our native language? Parthians, Medes, and Eliamites, as well as residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the regions of Libya bordering Cyrene, and visitors from Rome, both Jews and converts to Judaism. Cretans and Arabs, we hear them declaring the mighty works of God in our own languages. They were all surprised and bewildered. Some asked each other, what does this mean? Others jeered at them saying, they're full of new wine. Peter stood with the other 11 apostles. He raised his voice and declared, Judeans and everyone living in Jerusalem, know this, listen carefully to my words. These people aren't drunk, as you suspect. After all, it's only 9 o'clock in the morning. Rather, this is what was spoken through the prophet Joel. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people, your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young will see visions. Your elders will dream dreams. Even upon my servants, men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days and they will prophesy. I will cause wonders to occur in the heavens above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and a cloud of smoke. The sun will be changed into darkness and the moon will be changed into blood before the great and spectacular day of the Lord comes. And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. This is the word of God for the people of God and we say, thanks be to God. Pentecost. It's the anniversary of that first century day when the Holy Spirit came in a mighty way upon the disciples of Jesus hunkered down in that upper room in Jerusalem. As we read in this scripture, some didn't know what was happening. We see that the Holy Spirit came, as verse 3 said, 
they saw what seemed to be individual flames of fire alighting on each one of them. Ever since then, fire, which of course is a source of light, has been a symbol of the Holy Spirit. At the same time, that symbol also connects to Jesus, who said in John 8, 12, I am the light of the world. That's why you see in a United Methodist symbol with the cross and the flame, that red symbolizes that fire and the importance of the Holy Spirit in our life. All of that is tied in together with being, as Jesus said, the light of the world. The fact that these tongues of fire rested on each of Jesus' followers on Pentecost is a way of showing that when the Spirit fills us, we too radiate the light of God. Thus, Spirit-filled Christians are light bearers. And over the centuries, Christians have glowed with that light as they have spread the gospel, shared the good news, gone about doing good, committed sacrificial acts of love for neighbor and even those that they don't know, and have sought to understand and do the will of God. People have done this not because they had to, but because they wanted to. That was the way it was supposed to be. And we think back to certain people that we've known through our lives and it seemed that was what they went about and did quite often. Shining their light for Jesus to people all around. Now folks, hear me when I'm saying this, that it's not including everyone, but as we think about the sharing of the light of Jesus Does it seem at times that the light within us may not be quite as apparent to others as maybe it used to be? As I posed the question earlier and as we see on the notes in your podcast, it's in a little different way, but the question is, is our fire going out for the Lord? Have we lost the luster of sharing the love of Jesus with others? Do our actions and reactions show others something other than His love pouring out from us? Have we gotten attracted like the fireflies to artificial lights? The thing is, in this world, there are lots of other lights. Some that seem more glitzy or powerful and in some fields even more illuminating than the light of Christ. And just as fireflies are finding their inner lights overpowered by bright but artificial lighting, so too we Christians sometimes find the light of God within us, especially if we aren't stoking that fire, tending that flame, that it is growing dimmer by the competing lights of society and other things that have become more important and more popular than living the morally upright life. 
If we look back in John chapter 1 verse 5, it has this to say. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness doesn't extinguish the light. Yes, the darkness, that sin, despair, evil, troubles, and so on, they are dark. They continue to darken many things, but they can't and should not overcome the light of Christ. As we remember what power happened in the church on that day years ago with the coming of the Holy Spirit and how it lit the fire of the church. I pray that that is not something of a distant past that we only read on Pentecost Sunday and hear it in Acts 2, but that it becomes something of a reminder of what needs to be happening today. I pray that as we see in the notes on that podcast that we cannot and should not let the fire of the Holy Spirit die out. Do you agree? It's time, folks, to be like those lightning bugs of old and be willing to shine our light of Jesus to others. God's Spirit is still and must always be the main source of light for Christians. And I pray that we've got enough boldness and willingness to want to shine that light to others. I want to share with you a lesson that I received this past Thursday. If you had been at the church for a while, you may have noticed behind the old parsonage or now the counseling center, there was a huge brush pile that was right behind the house. It's been there for a while. Well, if you look back there now, there's nothing more than just a bare spot where that pile used to be. That Thursday night, my daughter Hannah wanted to have a a campfire and had some of her friends from school to come. And as I was looking at that big brush pile, I realized that with this electric wire right above and then the big tree right underneath it, that that flame didn't need to get too high. So I literally pulled about two-thirds of that pile and put it on the dirt pile just up the hill that's right close to the playground. And that night, when it got dark, we lit both fires. And the flames were going. A lot of fun that the girls were able to have and having s'mores and just enjoying the flame. But as the time went along, Hannah and her friends and Stephanie went back to the house and I stayed behind making sure the fire would go out. I would continue to push the pile together so that all the wood would get burned. But as time was drawing on and the fire was starting to go out, I was going back and forth between the two fires and I noticed the one up on the dirt pile that there was still a pretty significant limb that hadn't been burned. 
Well, as I was looking, there wasn't much of a fire on that end, so I thought, you know, maybe this will work. So I went down the hill to the other fire, and there were some very, very hot red coals that were in that pile down there. And so I got a shovel, and I scooped up a full shovel full of those red-hot coals. And I walked them up to the other fire and put it right underneath that big limb that I was trying to burn before everything died out. You can probably envision what might have happened next. Within a minute or two, there was a flame on that end of the burn pile. And that was only the beginning of a major lesson that the Lord had for me to understand and for us to hear today. With our fire joined with others around a flame for Him starts going. The Holy Spirit is on the move around here and the flames are getting higher and that's a good thing. The love for Him is contagious. And I pray that we want to keep that Holy Spirit fire going. If we allow the fire to go out, it's not going to continue to reach this community. But I pray that with our flames together for our Lord, that He'll be our guiding light and we let our light shine for Him. We show our family, we show our friends, we show this community, we show our co-workers, we show this world that our hope is in the name of our Lord Jesus. May we not let all these other lights that are competing against the church and competing against Jesus to take center stage any longer. Jesus deserves the praise and the glory from our lips and our lifestyle on a regular basis. And I pray that we desire and want to shine for Jesus and want to be a part of that reproduction by our example to bring others to the fold, and new followers of Jesus to be part of the population of believers that continues to be strong and not dwindling away just like that fire was about to go out last Thursday and that limb still being there. And just like the fireflies are not seeming to be near as prevalent anymore. Let's be willing to go out there and do our part on this Pentecost Sunday and every day to shine our lights for Jesus. Let us pray. Oh Lord, I thank you for these earthly examples and how they have such heavenly impact. Lord, not only the story from Acts 2 of when you came resting upon all these believers that on this day brings us excitement. I pray that the lesson from the fire, the lesson from the lack of lightning bugs, that all the different things that you've been trying to teach us over these last little while 
will penetrate into our heart, will get us excited for you. And just as people are making their way for summer vacations and school being out, that we not want to take off any time for you, but that it will invigorate us to want that flame to be higher and higher and that it be contagious for others. And as we join together as one, that we will be able to impact a community one person at a time. Lord, help us to stay centered on the ways in which you would have us to go. And may we not forget to give you the praise. And we ask these things in your son's precious and holy name. Amen.
No place I would rather be. No place I would rather be. No place I would rather be than here in your love, here in your love. 